Hello, everyone. We are back. I am joined by Kendall to break down that exciting merge episode. Um, Kendall, how are you feeling? I'm good. I'm like, I'm in shock. It was, there's just a lot of things going on this episode. It's a lot, a lot to process. Certainly um, a lot to this episode, least of all, our announcement, Survivor yeah. Calgary, All-Stars, Fire and Ice, some very exciting stuff there. Um, I will be back. Um, and I am raising my threat level even higher by going on this podcast and talking about how everyone played wrong. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's definitely going to serve you really well. Yeah, okay, definitely. For definitely. sure. Yeah. Um, so Keegan goes home here. Um, not to, not to, to, to spoil too much of the episode, literally all of it. Um, how do you feel about Keegan going home? Okay. He looked genuinely so sad in like the whole last three minutes of that. Um, it was a little bit heartbreaking. It was a little bit heartbreaking to just see how sad he was. And I think especially because um, he was trying so hard uh, after the challenge and just like not getting anywhere with. I mean, you saw it. You kind of saw the frustration at least a little bit in the conversation with Craig right at the end. Like, <laughs> You heard a name? He's like, no. Um, the best he kind of heard at any point was either Craig or Katie. Uh, yeah. He ended up trying to vote for Craig, and uh, Katie and Taylor side with the bronze, I guess, and take him out. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, he just looked—he just looked genuinely so sad, like asking Katie, and she looked so pleased, and that's fair. That's fair. But she just... doesn't go home. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Formerly her number one ally, seemingly nothing had changed, but apparently she was very stoked to see him get go go home. Yeah, yeah. And that was sad. It was hard to it was a little bit hard to watch. Yeah. We yeah. we will be talking with Keegan and with Eric, um, originally from the Braun tribe, uh later on in uh the podcast here. But first, let's kind of break down everything that went down in that merge app. First of all. Pull me back in the game. How are you feeling about this one? So stoked. Very stoked. Um, it was, you know, the writing was on the wall with, uh, uh, with the number of cups that he had going into that challenge. Um, so feels like very deserved and I'm excited to see. Uh, yeah, and the, the content already is just phenomenal. Him going, <laughs> him going so hard after the brains, him looking for idols, making idols out of acorns. Uh, yes. That, that conversation with Keegan near the end where he... He gets to finally confront <laughs> someone who's voted him out. And yeah. Yeah. No, super, yeah. Super cool. Uh, yeah. What did you think of this challenge? It was fun. <laughs> it was really fun. There's a lot of moving parts to it. Like it was interesting, I think, because it wasn't just a physical challenge, right? Like there was. There was you had obviously... to kind of manage these social dynamics at least a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that um, having the edge play such a significant role in the challenges has been like, such a it's such a cool part of this season so far and it was nice to see that continue continue here but yeah the social like the social dynamics blended with the physical challenge part was cool and I always forget that like I just it wouldn't even think to me it wouldn't even occur to me if I was playing I think to like not try to win (laughs) like not try and look like a physical threat yeah we we saw Katie talk a little bit about that right after the challenge like oh yeah I should have dropped way earlier if I wasn't gonna win there's no shot that me getting third is any favor yeah. for my game. 
Um, and I mean, we saw a few people that probably could have held on for longer drop out pretty quick. Like we saw Bowman drop out quick. We saw Shervin, who's quite strong himself, drop out pretty quick. Mm -hmm. So I do want to say, contrary to what maybe we saw in the voting and the talking after the challenge, a lot of the targeting during the challenge was against this Braun tribe. Mm. Mm-hmm. We saw them get a lot of cups early. What are your yeah. thoughts about that? Maybe some signaling from the edge here, or just those people got voted out, or well, I think that I think that it maybe makes sense because they're brawny, right? Like you would expect, like maybe it's just kind of stereotyping. Yeah, for sure. Um, and yeah, but I, and and I think like well, I'm trying to think of even who's on the edge at this point, like who. Um, who is it that it's a lot of, a lot of belligerence, right? So, yeah. So currently in the game before this vote, before Keegan was taken out, we had five brains, including Bomi, which is hard to say, including Bomi, but <laughs> yeah. he is technically, he started the tribe, he started the game on the brain tribe. We have yeah. Braun and then we have two belligerents. That's, uh, that's Kayla and Craig. Right. Right. So a lot of belligerence on, um, yeah. on the edge. Yeah. So I think, you know, that makes sense. It makes it would make sense to me to to focus on. Um, yeah, it's seemingly players. seemingly they the, we we saw Malone talk a little bit about it before the egg challenge. We saw um, basically the idea of like, yeah, I want I want to protect my belligerents, guys. There's only two of them left. We got to make sure that they go a little bit further. So <laughs> Kayla does end up winning after very little water in her bucket. Craig takes the takes the dip after uh, after Katie drops and and gives Kayla that shot. Yeah. Um, we then move into the to the edge challenge, and I know you're happy about this one because we got some Justine content. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was really fun. I also like. I want to play this game. Like, where do I want to play pom pom, not chess? I don't like what. What is it? Where I, I don't know. Night moves, like fun. Night moves. Yeah, it's it's fun. We um, there was a grave miscalculation made to give oh. a little bit of context on the edge return challenge. <laughs> where um, so I told Neil before it started that. I need him to make a 16 by 16 grid. And he was like, oh, that's fine. We're going to have so many cups and people that I'm going to make a 22 by 22 grid. And it ended up lasting 45 minutes and took like almost the entire night. By the time by the time it was over, people were pretty done with it. But we did get that pretty exciting ending, which I was pretty happy with between, between Conrad and Bomi. Conrad nearly made it back, which would have been crazy impressive with recaps super impressive yeah yeah and it goes to show i think just how much like you know the cups were obviously how many cups you had was relevant and played a role in how far you could get in it but it was not just about the cups like there was definitely some strategy and like thinking through how the game would work um, involved Mm -hmm. yeah Um, let's move into kind of the meat of the episode here which is all of these discussions that happen after the challenge and kind of this scrambling to figure out where where alliances lie, where the numbers are. And I think we, we saw a little bit of Keegan talk about this, and maybe we'll, we'll have a chance to talk to Eric and see what his impression was. But I think at least a little bit of talking happened on the night before. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I was aware of that, but it did seem like some people were pretty aware of some of the dynamics going into the morning. Um, and so we have kind of this idea of like, oh, the Bose tribe, they're they're kind of screwed. And so they immediately scramble. Yeah. Yeah. Which is interesting. Cause I don't think that we, uh, like I, if I remember correctly in the last, um, in our last conversation, 
we had kind of expected them to stick together, right? Like we were kind of, at least the brains. Well, we fire. Yeah. yeah. Like we had expected that it was, you know, like they're really, they, it's not that they, the numbers are not, um, are not that, like they're just not that far off. And if they did stick together, then they'd be in a pretty solid position. And it kind of looked like there would be some brain supremacy, like moving forward because they had been so strong. I mean, obviously well, they lost well, a bunch of certainly didn't like, help that either because he had, he had that grudge fire. against them. Yeah, um, and I think to some degree, a lot of these brains players are thinking, and they're realizing that oh hey, there's five brawn, two belligerents that are tight with them, and Bomi. Yeah. We're probably in the in the in the downswing of numbers. The the tide is coming against us. Right. Let me see if I can figure out how to dodge this kind of this right. storm a little bit. Right. For sure. And I mean, I mean, I think you know we heard Taylor to um, like talk to Connell and Katie about. Um, how he had been feeling about Keegan and it seemed like also there was maybe some like underlying kind of team dynamic stuff that was going yeah, on. And that... I was a little bit confused by this because I had never heard Taylor bring it up to this point. I had never yeah. heard him kind of talk about this. And like, I think we even saw in one of the episodes where Keegan after the Haley vote goes right up to pretty much the entire tribe and says, Oh yeah, by the way, the Haley vote was me. Sorry about that guys. I mm -hmm. couldn't tell you blah, 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 blah. Um, and then Taylor here is like, oh, yeah, he tried to pin the Haley vote on me, which is a little bit like I'm, I'm not exactly sure where that came from. I'd love mm -hmm. uh, when we get a chance to talk to Taylor to really kind of dig into that. Um, also, didn't really like Keegan kind of talking to him about like, oh, who, who are you tight with? This yeah. was something that kind of threatened Taylor, especially talking about it in more of a, an open setting rather than a one on one setting. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think it's like it's it's a it's a tricky position. <laughs> it's a tricky position to be in. Right. Like. Um, again, it's, it, it's, it, you, you could like feel the scrambling energy from the brains like immediately. And I think, you know, even if Taylor maybe wasn't going into that morning, like expecting to, uh, throw Keegan under the bus or whatever, like, he, feel, uh, he felt like he had to at a certain point. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, when it, when it feels like everyone is scrambling, it would make sense that, yeah, he'd feel that way. I thought it was so funny when he was like, I'm a free agent. <laughs> like, just like, so clear cut. He was like, I'm out of here. This is it. I'm done. Yeah. And interesting that the two people he chooses to take for his first talk are Katie. Yeah. Fair. Original tribe member. Yeah. I'm um, trying to kind of build that bridge back. And Connell. Oh. Connell came out <laughs> of nowhere. And we, we kind of see a little bit of this, 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 Feud, this nemesis relationship between Katie and Connell here as well. Yeah. Um, which is certainly an interesting dynamic for this season so far. Yeah. And they're a spicy pair. I would love to see Katie. I, I just, Connell's such a character. He makes for good television, I suppose. Um, yeah. But it's interesting to see that feud. Uh, it was funny with the votes uh, later in Carlo. But yeah. Yeah. It was, that was an interesting grouping of people uh, to have. Like right break off that. right away. Very, very yeah. interesting. I think we talked about this a little bit last time, but especially because there's so there's so much quick time between challenge and tribal, who you talk to is super important. Yeah. Um, we saw Keegan kind of talk about this right away and be like, all right, the two people I need to talk to on the Braun tribe when I wake up tomorrow morning are Eric and Connell, right. who seem to be at the center to him. Mm -hmm. um, and while Connell and Taylor and Katie are talking about voting him out, Keegan is over talking with Eric about this threats alliance. What do you feel? Yeah. About, how do you feel about that? Um, yeah, I mean, I think it was interesting. I think, uh, I think Keegan might've been grasping for straws. I don't, I don't know. I think Eric would be a smart, I think, I think Keegan was basically fucked if he didn't 
if he didn't sort things out with brains, right? Like he had been, they had been so strong. And so as even, or at least they appeared to be so strong and so connected. And I think like, um, I don't know. I don't know that uh, Eric to me seemed like he was going to be willing to sacrifice the like safety of brawn unity. Uh, Eric point. is a very smart survivor player. I think yeah. he was certainly interested in the idea of threats. I think it was, kind of an interesting pitch to bring him. Yeah. But I think um, the safety that Eric has with bronze, he's not just going to give that up for yeah. uh, a willy nilly decision. Like, Oh, let my, let me make myself a bigger threat by allying myself with yeah. these people. Yeah, for sure. I think that was a wise, uh, I think that was a wise call for sure. And I just wanted to say too, I mean, I think that like, it was interesting with the Connell Taylor and um, Katie trio, like, uh, again, clearly there had, it seems like Connell probably knew about the importance of the like little kind of conversations you have over the campfire <laughs> off the side, like over overnight kind of thing is like from being a returning player. Cause he seemed pretty confident. Like as soon as they were out of that Taylor, the Taylor Katie trio combo, um, his confessional, he was like, I'm Katie's gone. Like he, he seemed really confident already that that's what was going to happen. I think that's Even though he hadn't had any for a while, but also um, I think he's, he just likes to play up this like, Oh, I'm going to blindside her. I, gotta <laughs> I, I, to see the look I think it was fear, surprise and disgust maybe with <laughs> the emotions he was looking for. Yeah. It was quite, quite a combination. Quite a combination. But yeah, no, he seemed to be pretty confident because as soon as he has yeah. this conversation, which seemingly doesn't amount to much, yeah. he comes out of it wanting to vote for Katie, but he's, he tells uh, Keegan Craig and he tells uh, Katie and Taylor uh, Keegan, um, he just goes to poop in the woods and we don't really he's see it. Go. He's like, <laughs> and yet, and yet here we are with, you know, with like the vote basically landed where he, where he was. To. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> he was, he, he sat pretty, he, his work was done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do kind of want to talk about this idea of voting out Keegan to isolate Kristen that this trio brought up as well. And, and your kind of thoughts on that. Well, it makes me sad because I like Kristen. <laughs> but I, she well, I, I actually think that like we already saw her kind of disprove yeah. this theory in this episode. Where For sure. Um, they're like, oh, yeah, we need to vote out Keegan because then Kristen will have nowhere to go and we can just string her along. And we already see her forming connections with Chelsea. Yeah. Uh, we see her kind of strengthening that bond with Sydney. We see her talking to Eric. We see her talking to Craig. We see her kind of getting herself out there and not just sticking with Keegan as maybe is the perception at this time mm. and really starting to play her own game in a lot of ways. Yeah. And I'm glad that I'm glad. Well, she knows what she's doing, right? Like I'm glad that that happened, but yeah, I think, I mean, I do think that with Keegan out, there's a bit, uh, well, there's less of a shield for her too, right? Like she's talking about keeping big players as shields when she's talking to other big players. Um, but I mean, I think Keegan has been a shield for her. Um, so far in some ways obviously that's been risky because if that duo's getting targeted keegan's gonna get targeted nine times out of ten compared to Kristen. for sure yeah so it'll be interesting i guess to see kind of where she takes it from here but it seems like she was laying good groundwork with with lots of folks i'll be curious to see like uh the her and sydney and chelsea kind of pairing which is super interesting chelsea like had all the intel chelsea had yeah, Chelsea's playing very, very well up to this point. Yeah, um, Seemingly, it is her and Eric kind of running things on that tribe where they're having these important kind of discussions where we see them both kind of be like, okay, hey, 
this is where these votes are going. This is where these votes are going. We need to make sure that this person votes for this person because they don't want to vote for like, for instance, Sydney doesn't want to vote for Katie or for Keegan. So she'll vote for Katie. Um, all of this sort of sort of stuff that they're kind of orchestrating in the background. For sure. Yeah. And I mean, I think that like that kind of information, especially at this stage of the merge where it's just sheer chaos, right? like people are just trying to figure out what the like just get an inventory of kind of what's what like she was on top of it she knew she had she had been able to figure out like all of the nuances of of or at least it seemed like she knew a lot of the nuances of what people were thinking and feeling um and was able to like rally the brawn right like she really it seemed like again everyone was kind of confused we go five and three do we do this different split like yeah yeah yeah, yeah sure. but very like subtly and it seemed like kind of under the radar a bit but i think knew knew a lot of what was going on there yeah so i hope that kristen can get in with that and i hope that yeah, with her and Sydney... seemingly seemed to have some really good intel here too we saw her at the vote yeah. be like okay yeah so i'm really confident or I'm, I'm pretty sure that this vote is going to be a 4-4-4 split keegan uh katie and craig and the only thing she really screwed up was she didn't think that katie and taylor would turn on keegan like they did yeah yeah for sure yeah and i mean sorry how would she how would she know that right like i can't imagine yeah. that katie or taylor would be unless Hopefully unless someone's sharing that information the... or, or giving away anything especially in a short amount of time yeah for sure yeah. um i want to i want to hear your thoughts kind of on sydney's situation here where she seemingly was pretty confident in working with the Bose tribe um those those three brains that we talked about who voted with her at the previous tribal councils um, but then we see bronze kind of take her in right away. And wh what would you do if you're in her position? Well, I think that, um, I think that the energy of the brain's scramble would Turn make you off. me stressed. Yeah. Because that's not, you know, uh, that's not really, I, again, there's not, there's no security there for her. Um, Charlie is going to be, uh, that's okay. Charlie's Charlie's a welcome guest to the podcast every week. Um, okay. Yeah, I think that like if the security that she would have with the brains is not, if if that just like vanished as quickly as it did, then it doesn't make it. It doesn't make a lot of sense for her to, um, to like pledge allegiance to that group because that group has basically dissolved, right? So I think it's smart for her to, um, remain connected with. Kristen, who seemed like kind of her strongest ally there from the jump. And yeah, it's confusing. Seemingly seems to be just kind of taking things easy and taking things in, trying to figure out where things are going and not scrambling to figure out, okay, I need, I can't be the vote here. I need to vote Keegan. I need to vote Katie, et cetera. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I think that that, that is wise. I don't think that, I don't think that she's in the spot where she really has to, um, like has to uh, throw the, throw Keegan or or Katie or Taylor under the bus or not Katie Chris like she doesn't have to throw any of them under the bus yet um so I think it's a pretty it's a pretty good spot to be in and I think that if she can um keep up appearances with bronze at the very least while she kind of sorts out what the rest of that kind and of she has alliance for later in the game absolutely yeah, for sure. So I think it's a trick. It was kind of an uncomfortable spot for it was funny when she was like standing between between the like two conversations but I think um, I think she's she's in a really good spot, which is impressive, right? Because her she, she was in a really precarious. Yeah, that swap. It really didn't look like she was going to make it. Now here she is at this merge, and she has some of the best relationships of anyone in the game. Yeah, 
yeah, so it's super impressive how she's turned that turned that out. Some other people playing the middle here, Kayla and Craig. Mm-hmm. And we see this final four brought up with Kayla and Craig and Shervin and Eric. Uh, what do you think of this potential as a as a potential group moving forward? I mean, like, you know, centrism all the way, right? <laughs> like all four of those players. I guess Eric, um, maybe the least so out of it. Like, well, and Kayla winning the immunity also, I think, I guess, puts a bit of a target on her back, like challenge-wise. But I think Eric's... Uh, performance in that challenge regardless of the fact that he did not win yeah Yeah. and so i think that that's going to turn some attention towards him uh at least a little bit but really like we haven't seen um we haven't seen a ton of any of them like yeah their name hasn't really been thrown out outside of craig kind of used as the scapegoat who's the pawn really right like yeah yeah and so i think that that's like i think that it would be it would be really cool and really interesting to see I think they they have it seems like the four of them have a similar strategy and it seemed like you know again i guess between at least between eric and kayla for sure that they also are pretty in the loop socially and like kind of know what's going on um, which will serve them well yeah what do you think do you think that that's a a really an interesting group i think it's very smart for um eric and kayla or for uh craig and kayla both to be like okay hey we're with this brawn group we don't just want to vote out brains until we're the next on the chopping block. We need to yeah. try and kind of find an insular group of our own here so that when it, it gets down to those numbers and maybe they're looking at taking each other out, um, we have this kind of group of people that we can work with. Yeah. And I mean, Sherman was the first one to bring it up. So that's kind of natural yeah. to fall into that too, where you're like, okay, you're someone who's in the power position bringing this up to me. That's some that's something I maybe potentially feel a bit more. Confident. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think, yeah, I think it'll be interesting. I feel like, um, I feel like Kayla is hard to like pin down in terms well, of- they, they both really wanted to gun for Connell here. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think that was necessarily something that um, the brain tribe picked up on is maybe that there was some animosity there between Connell and some of the belligerents or mm-hmm. Connell and some of the brawn that they can maybe kind of try and find a crack in. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see where that kind of takes us as the season goes along. Yeah. I think- it's time. Uh, actually, I'll get I'll get you to answer one quick question here, and then we'll bring in Keegan and Eric. A question from <laughs> Craig himself. Question for Kendall: Did you expect Connell to be the last returning player still in the game? No, I certainly did not. Um, I think you could probably go back to any of the initial podcasts, like the first episodes, and I think uh, I probably said that I expected Connell to be gone sooner, and that I was surprised that he had made it. I mean, we did see him. We did see him on the outs of Braun very early on. It's just yeah. they haven't gone to tribal council, and now they're in a power position. So it makes sense that he'd he'd still be kind of sticking around. Yeah. Let's bring in Keegan and Eric here. Keegan and Eric, how are you doing? Keegan, first, how how does it feel watching this episode back? Um, I've already probably replayed all of the events about a million times in my head already, so it was really just okay. <laughs> I think you watched... Uh, 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 I watched a draft of it, too, so I was sort of knowing what to expect, but it's still, you know, still dead inside, but not sad. Fair. <laughs> Eric, how does it feel for you watching back some of the season so far? Yeah, it's been really, uh, <clears throat> it's been really interesting to see it, uh, especially because, and I mean, 
it is what it is, but I wasn't at a lot of the tribal councils. So seeing everything that happened was, uh, was interesting seeing the relationships. And I think, uh, I had a re like, well, I didn't know any of that happened there, but we, um, I had a reasonable read on it, I think. And then, uh, yeah, into the merge, certainly, as you guys have talked about, I've, I was in a reason I was of course in a comfortable position. So yeah, you I, seem to kind of know everything going on. Yeah. And I was trying my best to do that. And I mean, in the moment, you never know if you actually have the right read, but, uh, I was pretty sure I did. Like we had locked in, um, pretty early with the Braun people. Um, and it was a genuine like bond, like Shervin and I immediately hit it off. Chelsea and I immediately hit it off. Um, to Connell. <laughs> I love Connell. I love watching Connell back. Uh, and I, what I said in that one interview is true. Uh, he for sure grew on me. And I mean that yeah. very genuinely. He was, I really like that guy. A little wild for me. Um, but uh, yeah, it was fun. So anyways, yeah, the uh, the relationships that I had right off the bat sort of allowed me to have a sense of comfort. Yeah, Eric, do you like unpredictable people? <laughs> I do. I actually love having unpredictable people around. <laughs> fair, fair. Yeah. In Survivor, though, is that as on your on your team on your tribe? Yeah. I I love having those people at an arm's length. <laughs> fair, fair, fair. Um, I'm curious, Eric. I'll ask this question to kind of both of you. Um, how serious were you guys about this threats working with threats kind of alliance that Keegan brought to you? right off the jump of the merge i mean i i was serious uh and i it's easy to say in hindsight but like if the cards fell a little differently it would have certainly been something i would have considered like um keegan and i slept in the same tent <laughs> so we although i was sort of i was playing the naive first survivor player and i didn't really talk after after the lights went out basically. And it was just one of those things where I, I waited until the game started because I like to follow rules. Um, but uh, I yeah. appreciate that as production. Thank you. Yeah, I also <laughs> followed the rules to my death. <laughs> <laughs> I, I truly, I, if, if the cards fell differently, I was very serious about it. And I actually do recall in the moment trying to find a way to make it work but like you guys talked about it didn't make a lot of sense for me and i think keegan even knew that it was just sort of one of those things where we had to have the conversation and it was a tough one yeah keegan um we kind of see you go into this vote you're i think you're pretty sure at this point that craig is not the target um what what are you kind of thinking going into this vote is going to happen? Like, what's what's the likely outcome in your mind? You didn't play the shot in the dark. You didn't vote yeah. for Katie. So my goal going into that vote was not for Craig to go home. Um, realistically, it was that Katie goes home and I look clueless. Um, the idea behind that basically is uh, in like a previous online survivor game, I had done something similar and it really worked in terms of actually lowering my threat level going uh, through the rest of the merge, because you basically look like you have absolutely no connections. If you're like the lone person on a random person who didn't go home. Um, 
So that was the hope. The other thing is that if I had used my shot in the dark and it didn't go and I lived through the next one, there's more reason for me for people to just like all dump their votes on me because I don't have that safety anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. So you're, you're at that point, you're kind of screwed if you do, screwed if you don't. I was I was taking a bigger gamble than the actual shot in the dark. Right. Yeah. I think, Keegan, it was hard to watch in some ways because as Eric alluded to, like, you don't know really if the information that you're getting is like, like it, people can tell you things and it, it sounds really certain. But All you, it took you was knew. like a single <laughs> glance at Sid's face when I brought up Craig to know that like, that's absolutely not the actual right. plan that's happening. I already yeah. had some inkling of that, but like Sid looked at me like the most incredulously, like, yeah. okay, yeah. that's not Sherman, Sherman even said it, like, I'm not gonna give you a bullshit name like Craig. Yeah. <laughs> Leave me away. <laughs> Yeah, so it was hard, right? Because I think, like, at least it, 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 it almost would have been, it would have been more uh, humane if they had blindsided you, you know? Like, it it was hard to watch that you, it felt like you knew what was coming. I knew that was coming probably from the night before. Yeah. In my tent, I was thinking of, like, for, like, hours, just like, okay, can I get this? Maybe I could do a threats thing <laughs> as I shiver. <laughs> um, yeah. How... How surprised were you by Katie and Taylor turning on you here? That was probably the biggest surprise of Tribal. Um, honestly, was that was that Katie and, and Taylor voted for me. I had some impression that we weren't really sticking around. Um, right, right after the Tribal Council that Malone went home, we all sort of met and decided, hey, um, we want to work together in like the deep, deep game, um, but we're going to have to appear separated um, into it. Saying that really sounds great. I don't think anyone really believed that we were really sticking together after that. Um, there was like people that I really wanted to work with. I still thought I had a good game relationship with Katie because she had never gone to a tribal council. And I was basically getting all impressions that she was going to be the next gone off that um, Latrans tribe. Um, and so I'm like, okay, Katie will probably want to work with me. Taylor, I still think I was like, okay, Taylor might want to still like look reasonably good with us and i was still like we were all in that group at tribal council all talking amongst each other and they were still pretty adamant about like sticking together to some degree mm-hmm. um so i didn't think i needed to get me and Kristen to vote for katie to survive if that vote did tie i'm still pretty sure i go home anyway so i don't think it was like that big of a mistake but what do you think was your biggest mistake of the game because i know you said you've, you've kind of played back your your options and and what you could have done what do you think um was kind of your 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 miss your swing and a miss day of like the actual like cycle itself i think the mistake was not going was not including sid anymore um i think i massively underestimated both how much sydney was going to be taken back into the bronze and how much uh like she actually still wanted to work with us. Mm-hmm. I think her seeing her going to the bronze all of that night before um, made me think that there was no real hope for that to work. Um, realistically, the actual mistakes were on the day before. Um, for instance, losing three challenges in a row, <laughs> uh, not taking uh, taking out um, taking out Malone instead of Sid. Um, I think if Malone is in that game at that merge, it's a lot more chaotic, which I think plays well to the people at the bottom. Yeah. Uh, especially the belligerents working with the Braun is not super guaranteed then. 
Um, and there might be like a possibility of like a Bellini brain coalition. Um, and also how Bomi went is probably a mistake, realistically. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, but also, you know, you really only have so much information, obviously, as you, right? Like hindsight's twenty twenty, and I think even like that first bow and like, then Bomi coming back and um, like with such a fiery vengeance and then like really putting the focus on brains as um, the targets, right? Like it seemed like that kind of shifted the focus, really like kind of, I didn't maybe shift the focus, but like emphasize the focus on on brains. And like, like how I'm could you know right? from that tribe? For sure. Um, like uh, you saw in like episode one, Greg was talking about how much he wanted to vote me out. Right. I hadn't. I literally hadn't played the game with him yet. Right. Um, and so, if you're in that situation and you lose a bunch in a row, it's a good recipe to be a merge boot. Yeah. Yeah. Makes for a lot sure. of sense. Um, Eric. Uh, I know you were kind of talking about um, kind of knowing most of the intel kind of coming into this merge. Um, mm -hmm. How close did you feel like you were with the two belligerence players, Kayla and Craig? Yeah, I mean, that was uh, one of the hidden, or I mean, maybe it didn't really come across that much in the edits of the past episodes, but one of the perks of not going to tribal is you basically have a lot of time to shoot the shit <laughs> and uh you and i i felt very comfortable with um craig and kayla i also felt comfortable with but we just didn't really have necessarily as many like individual conversations but um craig and i it, like in that time um sherman and him and i uh we got along extremely well uh i kind of knew that um, that Craig was going to stick with us. I, I don't know why I had that hunch, but I just kind of knew it. Kayla, I wasn't sure, but we had enough with her too that I kind of thought that it was it was in their in their interest to stick with us. A, but also there was some genuine like bonds and relationships. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we got along. So, and like Keegan said, if if Malone had come back, like I personally was very happy to see Malone go. Uh, before the merge because yeah. I didn't know him at all and I knew just from like watching in the evenings that he was he was pretty connected and pretty charismatic and um, I knew that that was going to be a bit of a an issue. And played two yeah. idols for himself to live. Which yeah, was, yeah I was gonna say. Level. Go look over yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like in that moment I didn't know any of that I just knew that he was a charismatic kind of guy so um, yeah I knew when he left Craig um like it was a good interest for both of us to stick together. So yeah. did I know for sure that they were going to stick with me? No, no, never. But I had a pretty good, pretty good inkling. I have a question. question. Oh, go ahead, Kendall. Uh, just for Eric, just a quick one. I'm just curious. Um, Cole mentioned, Cole kind of talked about like the cracks within Braun where, uh, you know, there might've been an opportunity if the brains had, uh, taken advantage of it to, you know, if someone brought Connell's name up or there was the right mm -hmm. opportunity for um, targeting Connell instead, that that might have been a way to kind of pull at the seams of yeah. what, you know, ended up being a really strong kind of brawn front. Do you think that that was a missed opportunity for, um, for, for, for the remaining, for the remain, no, not for you, for the oh, remaining oh. at this stage? Like, was there enough of a crack? Um, and I like mean, enough frustration with Connell that that would have been. 
Yes, except for the fact that, like, and again, I, I don't mean to say this to sound kind of like arrogant, but he wasn't necessarily in the core. Like, he was a part of the brawn, and we were happy to happy to work with him. But the four, at least from my vantage, was Sherman and Chelsea and uh, and me and um, Sid. So, and we were really hopeful that she would make it. We were incredibly surprised she made it, and then uh, we. I think that was the one thing that I probably did that evening is try to reconnect with her as best as possible, just to make sure she, she felt comfortable. And then I knew, and this is the, this kind of goes back to what we're saying, like having him around, having Connell around was good for me because he trusted me. And uh, I was willing to work with him considering like, however, if it ever came to it, losing Connell wouldn't have been the worst thing, I guess. Right. So it was a good sort of like, he was a shield. Like I had him right there. So um, yeah, it was good. I do also think that that crack was not visible. Basically. No. I think the bronze did a very good job of yeah. not showing that to people other than maybe Craig and Kayla. Mm. And yes. certainly not to Connell himself because he was still no. very confident in his position in the game. Yeah, exactly. And like, saying all that that's in hindsight like we were like i knew that we had to be tight with him because um it was going to be important moving forward sure one one question i have um is is again for you eric keegan kind of brought this idea of like seeing you as a leader and seeing you as kind of the central guy on brawn how aware were you of that kind of status or that perception at the time um it was (sighs) I knew that I was sort of like, I felt like I was bringing some ideas to the table that people were embracing. So, but for me, I was like, I've watched the reason why survivor. And I know that like, if you come out too strong like that, it puts people off. So I really tried to, I really tried to sort of keep it collaborative and like a group because in the end I, I need them. <laughs> so like, I can't, I can't act like, um, like it's all me, but yeah, I felt like I had the, I felt like I had the group. I had the ears of the group and I felt like I respected them and they respected me. So it just kind of, it worked out really well. The initial tribe I was put on was a very fortunate thing for me because I had. And the swap tribe too. And the swap, well, obviously the swap tribe was huge, but um, yeah, they, we got along extremely well and at least I felt I, I'd be curious to hear what they say, but I felt like it was extremely collaborative and maybe I appeared like the leader, but I still, I don't think it was necessarily like an alpha thing. Um, I don't know if I might have been the only person in the game or one of very few people in the game that actually saw that um, looking back, like a few episodes into the future and also like looking back at the actual footage. Mm-hmm. Most people, and I think part of that is that I had the knowledge that Eric was a Survivor fan, um, yeah. and so it's probably it's realistically good that Eric got me out because that information probably would have, you know, what intentionally or unintentionally surfaced that he knows Survivor. Yeah, there's a chance that crossed my mind, Keegan. <laughs> <laughs> I think we even saw a confessional about it where, yeah, if he's gone, it's not going to come up. No, exactly. (laughs) Kendall, do you have any uh, last questions for Eric or Keegan here? 
I do have one question for Keegan on your way out. Um, do you have any, like a single piece of advice for any future returning players for, one you know? One more mistake I made. One more mistake I made, which is if you believe you are going to be voted for or at the bottom, you talk to the person who you're told to vote for that you were told to vote for them. I should have told Craig, the only name I've heard is you. And earlier on in that vote, because that might have caused some chaos and that might have led me to actually getting more of a step back into the game. But I, I feel like that's generally a rule is just when you're on the bottom, you just want to use the knowledge that you have, which is basically the name you were given to stir right. shit up. That's good advice. I like it. Thank you. Anything you want to leave us with here, Eric? No, this has been really fun to watch back. So I appreciate everything you're doing, Cole. And Kendall, the podcasts are great. So uh, um, they're good for the nerds like us to watch this back and to really get into it. So so thank you. And, awesome uh, to hear. Well, Kendall and I have some business to get to. So thank you both for joining us. Perfect. Appreciate it. See you all in July for Survivor All-Stars. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, Kendall. Okay. <laughs> We've been gone for two weeks. Who is the player of the week this week? I'm not okay. even doing any, any shortlist this time. I was going to say, I'm, I feel like I'm dependent on a shortlist right. now. <laughs> well, if, if I'm going to give you a shortlist, it's honestly uh, probably three members of that core Braun Alliance. I'm actually going to give you those. That's my four shortlist. Eric, uh, Sydney, Shervin, and Chelsea for basically setting themselves up for the end game here and controlling this vote, controlling the split. Yeah. I think I'm excited to see where Shervin goes, but I don't know that I saw enough in this episode to see his like full potential being realized. I sound like a self-help book there. I don't know where that language came from, but uh, I'm excited to see where Shervin goes. I don't think that he's the player of the week for me. I think that I am massively impressed with Sydney, continue to be impressed with how far she has made it despite lots of trials and tribulations i also don't know where that expression came from <laughs> there it is um but i think that she kind of she was reaping the benefits of some previous work that she had done in this episode so i'm not sure that she's player of the we, week for me one thing we didn't really discuss is she like there were still people like concerned about her yeah like some of the Brahm were like, are we sure we can trust Sydney? And Sydney was like, are, am I sure I'm actually getting the info? They're like, there wasn't that certainty that we maybe see in, in That's Chelsea. That's fair. That's fair. That's super fair. I think though that there she had clearly done enough. She had clearly like set herself up well enough to be trusted enough and knew enough information, <laughs> knew enough information to vote for the right person to continue to build trust with Braun moving forward. And I think that was the right call for her. Um I think that I I feel like uh, I feel like it, it maybe can we do a double player of the week and have Eric and Chelsea yeah, pick one. I have to. Ah, <laughs> uh, I think I I think I'm gonna go with Chelsea then for this one because I think that the uh, Eric played. If I could pick two, it would be Eric and Chelsea. I think Eric played really really strong and um, is setting himself up well. But I do think that the there's there's something I really appreciate about um, Chelsea's like 
ability to get a lot of nuanced information from a lot of people and still really fly under the radar. And, and keep a level head with everything where it's like, yeah, yeah we, can, we can trust Sydney and like assuring yeah. the rest of the Braun tribe of that. Yeah. And I think to like be able to um, have that clarity and that certainty and that confidence and then like use it to shape how other people are seeing their position in the game, like using it to instill confidence among the Braun and like ensure that that's how the vote's going to go, like without coming across as being a leader or being bossy or being manipulated, like, you know, or like kind of dictating how it ought to be. I think that's really super impressive and I'm curious to see. And she's been laying low. She's in a good spot also. I'm curious to see where her game goes uh, from here. So actually one thing I want to bring up real quick, and maybe this, I don't want to, I don't want to out any information or dox anyone here. At some point, I think I heard the idea that, you went like you were taught by Eric in high school or something. I don't know that we I don't know that we crossed paths at the same time. Okay. But I think because I also worked at the high school that I went to. Okay. Like right after I graduated. And so I think we might have crossed paths at some point also when I was working. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Interesting. Yeah. Small world, small world. Yeah. Well, I think Chelsea is a fantastic player of the week and Kendall. Thank you again for joining me. Do you have anything to say before we, we close out the show tonight? No, it was a fun one. Thanks, Cole. Absolutely. It was a, it was a good time. And remember who you're cheering for next year. Survivor <laughs> Calgary, All-Stars, Fire and Ice. Yes. I'm so excited to be at the voting booth uh, with you on the other side. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, great. Great seeing you. Great talking to you. And uh, thanks, everyone, for joining us. Um, have a good week. Bye. Bye.